Bless him from your heart. Come on, bless him from your heart. Let your mouth, let your mouth bring forth the praise of God. Let every demon tremble because of your praise. Let every obstacle be moved out of your way because of your praise. Let God arise because of your praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Some of you have not understood the, the place of praise. So you only give it during this season or during this time of the week. But when I get through sharing with you later about what that means, some of you are going to wake up praising him. You're going to go to sleep praising him. You're going to be praising him when you're eating your food and praising him when you're doing your work. It's going to be your lifestyle. Look at this. It's going to be your praise. It's going to be your lifestyle. I mean, they may not hear it publicly, but down underneath there's a praise going on. It's because you understand that God is and what he's doing and what he's bringing forth in your life. Yeah, the Lord, uh, I was, this was two weeks ago. I was in the word. I was in Psalms and the Lord brought back a message God gave me back in 19. I know it's. 1972 Lord have mercy Jesus I was a young man I was a young man I'm a younger man now but I was a young man in the military I was and we had newly came to the Lord and God had called us to preach and one of the messages God gave me was about praise look at your neighbor that you need to know the power of your praise if you under, when you start rediscovering what the Bible says about the power of your praise, you're going to change your language. 
Some of y'all going to get quick cussing. Some of y'all going to start speaking good things. Because when you start praising God, it's amazing what God says he does when you praise him. One more time, clap your hands and give him thanks. Give him praise. In fact, in fact, you may be seated. In fact, what I want, I want you to thank him because he's given us this revelation we're going to talk about today. Uh, it's, I'm so grateful to God for this because for many years, I guess we've been at this about, this is Pastor Tiffany, 25 or so. Really? It's got to be at least as long as we've been in this building. As long as we've been in this building. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, we didn't know about this. We, the Lord has been blessing us because of what we're going to share this morning. And so I'm so grateful that the Lord sent someone. Actually, he sent a friend. The friend was recommended. Right. Uh, in fact, it was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was Apostle Joseph Garlington. Really? Joseph Garlington, uh, he recommended Bob Seymour, Bob Seymour mm -hmm. to come to us. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea, but, you know, I, I've always I thought the world of, uh, of Bishop Garlington, and when he, he said, I, I think he's going to be a blessing to your house, and I said, well, man, yeah, let's do it. And so Bob Seymour came. How many of you remember Bob Seymour? He's with the Lord now. He's, he's, he's enjoying his reward with the Lord. Um, he came and began to share with us what we're going to talk about this Sunday or today. And uh, my, our lives have been enriched because of it, and that your lives will also. Amen. Yeah, it's important. I think um, we do this every year. Uh, but um, I'd like to know, actually, how many of you uh, have just been with us maybe five years or less? Raise your hand. If you would, hi, 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 so we can see. Uh, actually, it's hard to see. Do me a favor, please. I know it may be a little bit odd. If you have five years or less, stand if you would. Stand so we can see you. Five years or less that you've been with us. Wow. I love it. I love it. I love it. Good. Ten, keep standing. Ten years or less. You've been with us? Ten years or less. So 10 years or less you've been with us. It's a little bit more. Oh, interesting. Fif 15 years or less? Wow. It's so interesting. Okay, good. Have a seat. Hey, family. How you doing? So this is not something new to you, but I feel like it's important that we understand very clearly what First Fruits is. Last week, Bishop Johnson called First Fruits season open. And so as of last week, we are now in our First Fruits season. But I think it's important that we understand exactly what it is. So we figured it might be a, a dope uh, idea for us to have a conversation about that. I got a couple of questions that are going to come for the audience as well. And so uh, let's get into it, Dad. You ready? I Yes. <laughs> I know. I know it's interesting, right? Well, I, I was thinking about this actually uh, several weeks ago. I, I was thinking about Sunday mornings and, and presentations, and I just don't remember. It's been a while since we've just had a conversation yeah. in front of everyone and let everyone get into our conversation mm -hmm. about the Word of God. And so the, the message today, I'm trusting, will really come through to you in a, in a fresh way just because we're talking straightforward to you. And yes, I, I got your questions. You know, she's a, the question answerer. You know, she would just, in fact, you know, sometimes she just vex me because she would answer me questions I didn't have an answer to. So, you know, I'm, I'm always supposed to have the answers, right? Uh, Dads are. 
Yeah, dads. Dads are supposed to always have the answers. But she'd ask me questions I didn't know. I don't know. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. But today we're going to keep it real straightforward, I think. Um, I never lost my dad status, the one I didn't know. Absolutely not, dad. No way. <laughs> um, I think. Um, How many dads out there? Just curious. Raise your hand if you're a dad. Oh, God bless you, dads. God bless you. How many of you are dads with kids? Dads with kids old enough to ask you questions you don't know the answers to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any dads admit, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a humbling thing. It's a humbling thing. And if you haven't, keep living. Amen. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, uh, let's, let's go straight forward um, because I think we should uh, keep it simple. Let's start with what is First Fruits? Wow. Well, you know, you asked that question, and I wanted to give a, you know, a straightforward, easy answer to what it is. Um, actually, we would like, and we don't do this much, so I really love this. We would like a little bit of uh, feedback from, from you today. It's not just a talking head to you, but uh, a, a little bit of feedback. I think that would be great. Uh, I don't know that many congregations do that. No, this one, not. This one is. You asked me, what is First Fruits? Yes, yes, sir. What is First Fruits? Enough for us to do it every year for more than 20 years. It's that important. I think um, one of the things that, uh, that I learned from you is that if you can't say it, then you probably don't know it. Yeah, yeah. And so we want to make sure that you can say it. So, Poppy, what is uh, it? First, first Fruits is an offering, a very special offering. N normally, it's, for us at least, it's, it's one time a year. For Israel, it's three times a year. But for, for us, one time a year, offering at the beginning of the year, it's not a tithe. It's special because the Lord declares his position first in our lives. So the first of our increase he wants us to give him. And in fact, he asked, this began, it, it began actually before the law. But I, it's, a, it's an offering. First fruits is an offering that God asks from us. Significance, our first and our best. Um, how we thought about this was reflective of what we thought about him. And so it's a very significant offering. God has special promises that he declares over us when we offer him. And I don't know if you know, I don't know, I don't know if I've ever said that, but uh, when, when, I, when I give any offering from heaven's point of view, heaven doesn't get the money. Right. Right, you know, throw it up. It comes back down. Right. Um, have you ever thought about that? Yes. Okay. Heaven doesn't get the offering. The church receives the offering, but what God gets is our attitude and our faith. And that is precious to God. Yes. Uh, you mentioned just a moment ago that, um, I know I'm going a little bit out of order, but I feel like this question is a simple answer, but I think it's important. You said in the agri agricultural culture of of Israel, they did it three or four times a year. They did. We do it once a year. We do it in the beginning. In um, America, more so the fall is about harvest. How come we do it in the top of the year and not, you know, around around fall time? 
Yeah, that's, that's good. Well, remember, Israel was agriculture. And, and so they had to harvest. Everything wasn't harvested at the same time. Some crops came out at certain times of the year. So the very first of that crop that came out, the Lord said, I want the first of it and I want the best of it. It belongs to me. He even goes as far as says, I want the, I want the first of the womb. Wow. It belongs to me. And uh, we were talking about this last week about how the Lord delivered Israel and, and, and preserved Israel's life and future. But, but Egypt, because it was, of its obstinance and arrogance, uh, re refused God. And God took the life of the firstborn. Of, and he said this very interesting. He said, the first is mine. Because of who he is, because of his name, because of his place in creation, because of his awesomeness. It's very special when the first thing that comes from us is offered to him. He said it's mine, but he's looking at how we offer it. And when we do so with the right average attitude, it's something very precious to God. And he, he attaches blessings. He attaches promises to that. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Say that in girl language. No, I think he's. I think I think you did an excellent job. I think specifically, what I heard you say is number one that he that he wants the first, Ugh. and then the second thing is that he wants our best. But I think more than anything in this statement that you just said, I think we need to remember how precious it is that that we would choose God to give that to, and that it that He sees how precious that is. Mm. And he acknowledges that when we do it with the right attitude. You just said that um, the Lord asked for the firstborn of all of, of Israel of and all, all of the flock. Well, I was thinking specifically when you were talking about Egypt. Mm. Um, and to me, that's another reason to fear him. Absolutely. Right, not scared as in, the, in, the, in a negative way, but to be aware of his power and what he deserves uh, that could go well for you or it, it may not go well for you. And I think one of the things that he's asking for us in this time of, of first fruits is our fear of him mm. and our understanding of who he is, how magnificent, how powerful he is, is a reason to render mm -hmm. our first fruits. And that's the, word, the attitude he's the, looking the, for. The word I was, trying to, I was trying to think of that word. Sure. The word rendering is the word that describes worship. What you think about God, see? How grateful you are to him. How dependent, really, the very breath in our bodies. You want to get technical, the very molecules of the cells in our in our bodies are held together by him. When you understand, when you start knowing God, who God is, and you realize, oh my God. So when you surrender what you have earned or what you have produced, the first of it, it is an act of worship. I love this because uh, those of us who have been doing this for 20 years, this is a different attitude with which to approach it. It's a different way of thinking about um, 
what attitude I come up, oh, here we go again, this is first fruit season, instead of thinking of it as an act of worship. Mm -hmm. Just a moment ago, you compared uh, first fruits with tithe. Wow. And I think the issue uh, that people get it mixed up with is because of the word first. Mm -hmm. And so the, the tithe being the, the first off the top is easy to get, get it confused. But what's the difference between a tithe and a first fruits? That's a really important question. Um, some of my brothers um, and colleagues have never, dis never discovered the, the difference. Um, so I wrote something down right quick that may, might help. Um, first of all, a tithe, you, a tithe means, the word tithe literally means tenth, point one. That's the word, that's the definition of the word. Yeah. Okay. The definition of the word tithe is tenth. And the Lord makes it clear that the tenth is his. But you, if you, all of it, those of you who read the Bible, when you go back to the Bible, you don't, you find that before you ever get to Moses on the mountain bringing down the Ten Commandments. You get, you get that be, way before then, 500 years or more before, you get this word tenth, which is really interesting. So a tenth means you have multiplied point one times that 100% of whatever it is. So you can't have a tenth unless you have 100% of what you made. Can't have a tenth you don't unless know you have 100% You need to know what the 100% is before you have Understood. So what you're saying is you can't give a tithe from nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> you have to have made some money in order to give a tithe. something. That part. You gotta have something. Okay, so uh, the first fruit offering is not the same. It's not. Um, the tithe is 10% of the gross of whatever you've already acquired. So you gotta acquire it all before you can figure out what the tenth is. Does that make any sense? Perfect. Um, you can't give a tenth until you've received your complete earning. You don't even know what a tenth is until you get the first number. You got to possess the whole amount in order to calculate what a tenth is. What a tenth is. Understood. So when so, I, 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 a couple of weeks ago, somebody you got to handle that dime. But the Lord said, one dime out of every dollar belongs to me. The first. One dollar, one tenth, one uh, ten percent of every dollar belongs to me, or one dollar out of every ten belongs to me, or one hundred dollars out of every thousand. Look at your neighbor said, you got to make a thousand first. Look at your neighbor tell him, you got to make a thousand first. God don't want your ten thousand dollars as a tithe unless that ten thousand dollars comes out of the hundred thousand dollars you made. Is that right? Yep. I know it's right. So that's a tithe. That's a tithe. How do you, how does that differ from a first fruit? Well, it's, uh, part of it is timing too. You got to make the gross, then give the ten. Uh, not so with, with the first fruit. The first fruit is the gathering of what you propose in your heart would please God in an offering. At the first of the season or the first of the in our case, year. It's what you, it's what, it's what you believe would please God 
in your anticipation anticipation of what's coming first fruit is given in lieu of what's coming not what's already come would you add a, a prophetic to that like it's like well I okay well I love that it, it, it absolutely is it absolutely is in the sense of my anticipation of more coming I'm declaring I'm prof I, yes it, it is a kind of prophecy or you are foretelling uh, in this worship what is coming what God really wants to do so it needs to be significant the first and the best given to God at the beginning of the year or the season I, I say season because for example if you have a business yeah, your business doesn't really you know it, it may be producing at certain times so the in, in the first of the year and, and I think it's important that this was a yearly thing yearly slash seasonal thing so I'm prophesying, this is what I want. So before I get all of this profit in, this is how much has come in, and I'm deciding how much of this I'm going to render to the Lord. It's out of my heart. It's not out of the 10% calculation. So That's I, a difference. I, I think I see the, uh, drawing a, a parallel between how you started this and this point. You said first and best. And so I think when you, which is what we really need to talk about, is how the heck do we get the number to give the first fruits? If you want God's first and best, mm -hmm. then you attach your first and best to him. Right. You, 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 you worship you, him with you that. Worship him with your first and your best. That's a, I like to use that term worship him because I think we have, we've uh, somehow dis detached the word worship from giving. And uh, this is a big mistake because true worship is measured in your heart and your attitude and culminates in, in the very thing that you give. It's important the thing that it is, but that if that thing is given with the wrong attitude, can I give an example? Absolutely. Uh, let's, take, uh, let's take Cain and Abel. The Lord didn't ask them for 10%. Are you telling me that the when God asked for one of them was fruits and vegetables or whatever it was Abel was given, and then Cain was supposed to give uh, one of his animals, it wasn't a tithe? No. Huh? No. See, if the Lord says tithe, he's very calculating in that amount. It's a tenth. And he leaves us to make that calculation correct. And, and, that, and that's, that's important because we're obeying him because he said it. And, and then he attaches, he attaches his blessings and promises to it. But when, when, when he asked them for, he said, he, he says, take, uh, the first fruit came out of, one was a herdsman, one was a farmer. And it says that Abel took the best of the firstlings, the first ones that were born, the best ones, no blemishes, you know. He took the first ones and he offered that to God. And God saw it and, and he, he, he uh, of course, as was traditional, he burned that offering. He, he, he made it available to God, but he prohibited it from himself. So he destroyed it. He didn't eat it. Right. He didn't consume it. He didn't use it. He, he, he destroyed it in the presence of God. And it, he, he, in fact, he transformed it from whatever into the smoke. And that smoke went up. And they understood this with God. If, it, if your smoke went up, it was, heaven was saying, it's as well-pleasing. So that's what he did because his heart was right. When you, you know, when your heart's in it, everything, 
everything changes. You know, when, you know, when, mama, when mom fixes a meal with her heart in it, you know, it's different. That's something with your heart in it. Yeah, I, I, I think that's what the Lord is wanting, wanting to revive with us right now, is, is our heart in it. And, and so Abel did that. But Cain, the, it was very, very clear. He just took some of. It, it, it almost leaves you with the impression when you read it that it was the last thing he did, not the first thing he did, and it wasn't even the best. He said, oh, yeah, okay, that's what I got to do. Yeah. He knows. He's legalistic. I know I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it because he said it. So he gets it, he, and he burning the smoke. It's all in his face. Right. And he knows his offering's not acceptable. I'm sorry. Why was it important for the offering to be acceptable? Because God promised them his oversight, promised them his wealth, promised, him, um, promised them their success, promised them their increase, their protection over it. He promised it to them. But only if our attitude is what God wants. He's first. He's best. I love it. Um, oh, by the way, sure. because of that jealousy, Cain and Abel, because his Cain's was in his face, he was jealous of, of the blessing of God over his brother. And he killed him. And he killed him. So we get the first murder over an offering. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's more important than what we think. Mm. I love that. Um, and I think it, in it being more important than what we think, how do we know what to give? If we don't know, we know what a tenth is based off of what money that we get. We take, you know, we move the decimal point one to the left, right? Uh, to get what the, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the tip right? is, an easy way to do it. No, I, but how do we know what the first fruit is supposed to be? Mm. What, some number, like what, what, how, do we, <laughs> how do we understand <laughs> what that number is? What, what, how do we get that number? Okay. Of all the questions you would ask, you know, I, I wrote this one down. I Who wants to know how to get the number? Anybody want to know? See, look at all those hands. Okay, well, first, the first thing I'd say, ask the Lord. Say what? Ask the Lord. Uh, that's a really good, good way to do it, is ask the Lord. Um, another, way to, another way to answer that question is, when, in asking the Lord, what would, be ple what would please you? Wow. I wonder how many of us have the courage to ask that. Uh, what would please you? See, I don't think it's a problem of us hearing with God. I think the problem is uh, what he's going to say. Because we can hear about all kinds of other things, but when it comes to money, I think we, it's tough. we, we, we find ourselves, you know, yep. reticent. Um, I love that answer. Um, and I think, um, I would even think it might be important to start thinking about first fruits in December, really. Actually, this is the first year I started, for me it was October, November, mm -hmm. November, December, I was actually thinking about it. I said, Lord, you know, what am I going to offer you? Uh, it was kind of a, an important question. Yep. Um, how, do I, how do I hear from God? Ask him. Ask the Lord. What is, what, what is pleasing? What will be pleasing to you? Yep. Another thing you could do is ask, what is the best offering I've ever given God? That's a 
powerful question and see if you can attain to that or something better. Uh, that's a good way to find out how much to give. I think something else that you, I've heard you say is something like, um, if it's not impressive to me, then it probably isn't yeah. in, that impressive to God. Yeah, I wrote that down. It should move the offering. Whatever you're giving should move you. You know, you should. What do you mean by move? Uh, uh, deep breath. <laughs> My wife and I, we, you know, we, we come to this. In, she is, um, she believes that I hear from God. She doesn't believe that I believe I hear from God. So she hears from God. She really does. And I trust, I mean, I've always trusted her ear. And sometimes when I'm not, either I don't hear or I don't want to hear that. So I think, I think um, before you go there, I think it might be interesting. I, I've, there's a couple of people that had a couple of questions, and it's along those same lines. Okay. So, uh, Metro, would you do me a favor and welcome Jonathan Thomas and Renee Simpkins? If you would, come to the stage real quick. <laughs> quick, 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 move. Oh, my God. Uh-oh, here we go. Come on, man. I think um, the way that Jonathan is going to ask this question, I think, uh, is super important oh for, for us. Uh, I'm going to use, I'm going to do you, you, I'm saying the best last move there right there. All right, Jonathan, if you would, please ask your question, sir. So, so Bishop, uh, my wife and I just went through this a week or two ago. What does it actually look like for husbands, husbands and wives to agree on first fruits? Mm, mm, mm. Well, I can tell you what it looks like in my household. <laughs> what is it? Say it again so they understand it quick. So, like I said, my wife and I, we just, when first fruit season was coming up, we had to come to agreement. Yes. Um, I ain't gonna tell you how I did it, how okay. we did it. Okay. But I want to know. I, I want to know if we did it right. So, how? <laughs> yeah. So, 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 what does it actually look like for husbands and wives to come well, together? The and process agree? or the actual agreement? Both. Okay. Well, the process could be pretty, uh, pretty. Uh, 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 the process can be. Um, um, it can be full of tension, you know. I, I, I was going to say, I trust her. I really do trust her. She really does hear from the Lord. There are times when she hears from God, but what she wants to do is not time yet. Or the timing might not be the best, or, or even the method may not be the best. And, and I'm responsible. And I think in answering this question, Jonathan, I think I want to say, make all the men responsible for the final answer whether it's yours or hers, or whether it's to you to have said, oh, yeah, this is it. You're responsible. And this is something we have to bring back to the body of Christ and to the world. The men, God made men first for a reason. Not that you're better, but you are more responsible. And this whole identity thing is a, is a beast right now. That the this whole, is a big deal. We could talk about this for, for me and so many things coming to my mind. It's so important. Yeah. 
It's so important. It's interesting how identity will even affect first fruits. Oh, you better believe it. Because it's, it's a decision being made. It's, it's, it's transactional. And God, in his creation, in marriage, he makes him the most responsible. So, with that being said, you want to come to an agreement. Um, and, and how do you do that? Well, you could, several things. You could offer an amount that you're hearing. You could compare it. See how it feels. You could pray differently apart and say, Lord, give, give us the same or near figure. Come together and reveal that, that amount. I heard something that I didn't want to hear, but I heard it, and I was wrestling around it. And I asked her, I said, honey, what you hearing for first fruit? She said, basically, she said, I don't want to tell you what I'm hearing. Well, you need to hear from God for yourself. I mean... Jesus. I promise you when you said make the men most responsible as a wife, I'm all right with that. Because you got the answer to the Lord. Any wife, any other wife all right with that? I'm all right with that. Ain't, ain't Thank you, sir. Ain't, ain't everybody, ain't every wife raising their hands. They're not hands. raising their hands. They're not raising their hands. <laughs> Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Lord. So she were, we actually got a little muffed about it because she wouldn't tell me. Basically, she Find that for yourself. Now, she didn't say it that way, but it's kind of the way I that's took how, it. That's how you heard it. That's how you heard it, Poppy. I, I, I got good ears. <laughs> no, you ain't getting this no, mic. No, 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 no. You're not getting this mic. No, you're not getting this mic today. <laughs> you want to say something, baby? <laughs> so, so... I'm, 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 That's your husband, not I'm, mine. I'm, I'm flipping. And, <laughs> Lord have mercy. Is this church? Yeah, it is. I'm flipping and I'm flipping and flopping around about what I'm going to do, and I know I got to make a decision. And I heard something that I was playing around with it in my heart. You know, you be praying and Lord will drop a thought in your mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. So He dropped this in my mind. I said, Oh, I just kept right on moving. So when I asked her, I was trying to get off the hook. So I asked her, and then she Sorry, said... Sorry, what you said? When you asked her, you was trying to get off the hook? That what you said? It went real fast. I just wanted to bring it back just a little bit. Make sure that was there. I understand. Just a little bit. Just, I mean, you heard it. I heard it. All right, I'm listening. I was trying to get off the hook of what I thought I heard. And she said exactly what I heard. Dang. And I'm going, oh, Lord. And I knew I needed to agree because she was confirming what I had heard. And the reason why this was so it's a big deal because God has to, he has to, he's the provider of the seed. So he has to provide this for us to give this because it's a big deal. Oh, oh my God. Because <sighs> sometimes the Lord will ask, in the beginning, he asked us for, for close to what we already had. And then we knew some of other things were coming, so it, 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 we could see it. Logically, you could work it out. Right. But then as we went on with First Fruits, the Lord began to challenge us uh, beyond our logic. How, Lord, how in the world are we going to get? You know, but he said, if I, he, here's what he said to me. If I provide it, will you give it? Lord, have mercy, Jesus. And in that is everything else. Bills that have to be paid, obligations that have been made. God know He knew all that. So I said, Lord, if you provide it, I will give it. And then one one thing, John, that we came to, I said, Honey, if you can believe, I can work. Fire. And that's another way we we've come into agreement. 
In this case, it was not, it was kind of a heated, kind of a stiff, tense, you know, there wasn't no hugging that night. You understand what I'm trying to say? But, but when she said it, when she finally obeyed her husband, oh, now, oh, oh, remember, Poppy, I just want to remind you, you got to go home tonight. I just want to remind you, sir. When she finally <clears throat> submitted and she said, this is what the Lord told me. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Oh, yes. It was kind of like. Okay, all right. Then I told her, I said, I was, I was wrestling with this. I was wrestling with this. What I really needed was her confirmation. That's good. You, you needed your wife to confirm yeah. what you had heard. So it wasn't good enough that she had heard, that you had heard separately, but it was the power of them saying it together. This together. is what we're going to do. So... Uh, I offer to you or any of the others that are struggling with this, um, ask the Lord and then and come together and talk about it. And then what I used to say, if her number is different than your number, add them both together and you'll work it out. <laughs> That's funny. I bet you but, figure out a way to agree. One of y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, the reason why this is so important, because it is, it is, the, it is the chronologically in the year or in the season, the first major act of worship that we together are giving God. And God takes note of that. He uses that. I, I, I didn't want to get into that. But he uses that to bless us and make his name great. He, it's important. And something in the body of Christ I'm noticing now is spreading across the nation. More and more pastors are, are giving the body of Christ the opportunity to worship God in this way. It's, it's amazing. One of my dear friends says, this is really the apostolic, um, this is the apostolic motivation of what God wants to do uh, in mighty works through the church that will bring, that will bring monumental change uh, to the nation. Thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate you, sir. Thank you, man. For, yeah, I don't I know if I am. You passed the, the test? test? Hold on. So Good on you. So how did you come? How did you? How did you? I'm on it. How did you? What, what, what happened? So, all right, so Ooh. we, so what happened? We used to do exactly what you said. Hey, what what are you hearing? What am I hearing? And if it's close, whatever number is higher, we we do that. This year, actually, because of the business portion of it, um, I was responsible for the personal side of the first fruits, and she was responsible for the business side. So whatever, whatever she was hearing from the business side and I was hearing, we just come back. That's awesome, man. Come on, give him a hand. That's, Good that's job, powerful. That's awesome. I can't hear, I can't wait to hear what happens as a result. And, I, and I, in doing this together today, I'm wanting you to, to motivate us to keep account. God is not afraid of your accounting. Keep account of what God get, of what God brings. How will you know the increase unless you count it? And that's what we're going to talk about next, Poppy. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's important. Um, I know, I know that singles have a special place in your heart. Uh, you know, those of you who are single, and um, you have a special place in mine. And um, I thought Renee might had a had a great question that 
uh, could rep Renee. So really quick, uh, clap Renee. It's really, I'll work on Renee. Okay. Um, I'm going to keep it real because I don't know how to be anyway but real. What if you have been doing this first fruits for a while? Okay. And you have had issues. Sometimes you do it, sometimes you don't. Don't or do what? You know, do first fruits. Okay. Okay. And you've been believing God for certain things for a long time. Mm -hmm. Some of those things have not come to pass, some has. What, okay, at this point, this first fruits, I'm just keeping it real. I was like, okay, we're not gonna do it this year. Uh, yeah, we're gonna do it probably next year. That's where. I hear you. I, that, hey, I'm trying to get deliverance here. Mm -hmm. So what instruction or what nugget would you say or could you give us to say, hey, keep, keep the journey, keep the path, uh, and, and, you know, to kind of stay on course because. So what is it that caused you not to? Uh, well, well, when, when we start, well, first of all, when we start talking about it, I'm like, ah. And then um, I think it's like, I don't know where it's gonna come from, how, um, I, th I think I'm in my head. Mm -hmm. You Understood. know, how it's gonna come, you know, Lord, I know stuff is coming, but it ain't here now, mm -hmm. you know? So not having, or being in a position when I give it, it's like, okay, it's maybe a lack for a minute, all of that. You go ahead. You want me to go ahead? <laughs> I, I, what I was hearing, was there something you wanted God to do that he didn't do? What disappointment? That's what I was feeling. What disappointment have you experienced that caused you to either lose faith or confidence that if I obey God, he will bring me what he promised? I think it's for me, I'm a micro, microwave girl. Right now, next week, 30 days from now, but not 10, 20 years. Microwave? Like right, I want it right now. Oh, what, look what at me. Oh, oh, okay, okay, oh, okay. I, I, I totally missed oh, it. Microwave, okay. like, nuke it right now, okay. My. <laughs> so I, I'm thinking about, just to attach something maybe specifically, um, at, for, for 20 years, applying, wanting God to answer about a mate. Wow. How many years you been waiting? Since I was two? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's been a long time, and okay. I, I, I would have thought by I now. I hear you. Because, you know, I, I know what's in me. Right. Good stock. And I would have thought by, by now. now. Sure. Or, or maybe 
even not even just by now, but I've been giving my first fruits every year and applying it to this. Right. Saying, God, I'm gonna give you this amount. I'm gonna work my butt off to make sure that this, this gets in, the amount gets in on time. And I'm Lord, I'm believing. This 20, 2000, uh, what was it? Uh, 2000, uh, 33, uh, a few years for 12 years. You know, for me, for after Telly left, like. 12 years, every year, 12 doggone years. How many, how many years do I have to apply to get what I'm asking the Lord for? When, I'm, when you're saying, ask for first fruits, and you're saying, by the end of the year, you're saying, give this amount, and by the end of the year, maybe the Lord will answer this. You see what I'm saying? In a, in a moment ago, you said, give it at the beginning of the year because it's a prophetic seed as to what you want the Lord to do that year. Right. Why does it wait 20 years? You okay. know, that's, why do that's, I, a good, that's a great question. That makes sense? Because some people have attached all of what they want to the first 12 months from the time they've given it. Say it again. Some people have, have attached what they want from God mm -hmm. to come Within in the next 12, 12 months. Exactly. Okay, so I mean, ain't that what we supposed to do first? Anybody else ever felt that way? I'm sorry, don't, don't leave me up here by myself. I'm saying what you want to say to the man. All right, I'm listening. I love it. I love it. So, first of all, let me say that it is inappropriate to attach everything you want God to do in the time frame of, of 12 months. In my time frame. In your time frame. And attach that to first fruits. And I'm, I'm, I want to be specific here. Everything you want may not apply in that way in the time frame. Okay. Can I give you an example? No, no, no. I just want to say what you said. Okay. Give, give your example. Think of your example. What you it. said was, I can attach the desire, but not the time frame. There are some things that are outside of the scope of 12 months receipt. And when God gives Israel this promise, it's in the context of their, their work. So they're working and it's produce. And he, in fact, for them, it was seasonal. But when God gives his promises for first fruit, it is not only bringing back what the work of their hands, but much, much more he promises. But all that he promises does not necessarily come or manifest in a 12-month period. Let me give you an example. Hannah, she gives her first son. Lord, have mercy. God not only took away her barrenness, but the Bible says she had five more kids. You ain't doing that in 12 months. What do, what, are you understanding what I'm saying? Absolutely. Does so. that make sense? And I, 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 I make this illustration because it's really important that we don't misread. The world criticizes us and some of the church criticizes us having faith in the promises of God to bring increase attached to offering. But that is absolutely scriptural. You just want to be clear about what you're talking about. I'll give you another example. Um, <laughs> you know, when, when Joshua gave Jericho as his first fruit in the conquest, it took them years for the whole conquest of the whole land. He promised them the whole land. They had, to, they had to kick butt for 32, had, 32 more nations, they, cities. And that could not happen in a year. No. Do you understand? But God was faithful in his promise. He did what he said. 
And they continued to practice the principle, even though everything that was promised didn't manifest within a year. So period. let me just take this opportunity for those of you who are disillusioned That's and important. discouraged Lord Jesus. and disappointed because you have given over and over and over again. And you have attached what you thought was supposed to be a particular time stamp, a particular way, even some, for some of y'all a particular person. Yeah, yeah. But you did not have God's perspective of the process. Right. In the Lord, he doesn't just want the end result. It's who you are becoming along the way. And that is just as important as receiving what he gives. And so it's important that you don't attach so much desire to the goal, to the dream, to the man, to the job, to the promotion, whatever it is you're a pro. Don't that you don't attach so much to that that you forget who the God is. So let me let me say let me say to you that that God hears you when you pray. And he makes promises that he will not break. But what if God has to prepare you? And what if your preparation takes longer than a year? What if, he, what if, what if he's got to work with you through the, the, I thought that was the one? What, what if he has to work with you through in preparing your heart? And may I tell you this, that the greater the impact of the answer on the kingdom of God, the longer it may take. Now, God is God, so time, he can manipulate, time is in his hands, so he can, but God is always looking in, in, God wants himself to be magnified when the answer comes to the point where nobody is, dis, is nobody is, <laughs> is arguing or disagreeing that that's God. So for those of you, I'm, I'm, I am speaking to you, but there, I think there are many like you and many that are with us that are watching online. I want to say to you, do not hold God hostage. You're the one that should be held hostage to what God said. And when God is ready, you, you, are, you, are, um, you don't change your posture of worship before him because you haven't got what he said yet. And don't forget for Hannah, she was so, she was so vexed till, you know, she's pouring out her heart that the priest thinks she's drunk. She wants this so bad. She never blamed God. You know, she, she, she did not accuse God that God didn't hear me. When the priest saw her and said, why are you, put away your wine. She said, I'm not drunk. I'm, I'm. I'm desirous in my heart. I'm in my heart. I need this. I want this. Are you saying, Dad? And I think this might be a little bit hard. That our attaching our disappointment to whether or not we do first fruits, it it is a way of saying we have held God hostage to our desires. That's exactly what I'm saying. Our Disappoint our disappointment, our disillusionment, our discouragement, that being the reason why we do or don't do first fruits is, is a way of us saying that we are holding God hostage for what we thought he would have, should have, could have been done, did mm -hmm. by now. 
and that the, the, the issue is is that he really wants your heart and your attitude after it. And your lady friend is down there wanting the microphone. <laughs> when you say your lady friend, you know, that's not really, <laughs> okay. Yeah, don't leave. Uh, yeah, no, 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 don't, don't leave yet. You know, God's working with you, amen. Absolutely. I think what you said, oh, I think what you said was so precious, and it was a word from God for you, Renee. She, he said, don't change your posture yeah. towards God. If you declare by your by your weighing God and the balances by whether you do it this year and you don't do it next year. Instead of being constant. Lord, you know what? You said it and I'm not going to move till it happens. And I'm not going to let the enemy determine by my disappointment and by um, what I see and what I feel and uh, how the enemy distorts what uh, God is saying by uh, people's attitudes and their words and all of, all of that. I'm going to stay here until I see it. And I'm going to keep giving until I see it. That attitude, not changing your posture, is the word of the Lord to you, Renee. You don't have the luxury as a mature person in Christ not to trust God. He has proven to you, Renee, that he is faithful. He has proven it over and over and over and over in other genres. And now he said, okay, let's move to this one. You said, let's move to this one. You said, let's move to a mate. And God said, okay, let's go there. And you said, I'm going to do it this year, but I'm not going to do it next year. What happens to the seed? Mm. 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 When you don't water it for a whole year. You can keep that mic. That's your mic. I, no. I, love, I love this. Now, now, Poppy, I think, Bishop, I think there's something. It's, it's, so, it's important. It's so yeah. important. And I think it's not just for marriage. Right. This is for a bunch of different things. So the next question I think is really important. To what can we or should we apply this, this seed? To what wow. should we be, what should we be expecting God for? If you know what I mean? You know, in, 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 uh, in this series of messages, we, 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 need to, we need to touch this. Because I realized, even going back and reading the book I wrote, I didn't talk a lot, some, I didn't talk a lot about what is, should be expected. Shameless plug. If you go to Amazon right now, you can go with Bishop Flynn Johnson in your Amazon. You can buy the book. It's called? The Principle of First Fruits. The Principle of First Fruits. All the proceeds thereof go to him, not me. It was my first fruits that year. Brought to you by Flynn and Carolyn Johnson. Something. Amen. Right. So... Let me just, let me put it this way. Um, I'll, I'll give you Deuteronomy's account of what he says. He said, when, when, when you give this first fruit, Deuteronomy 28, 8 through 12, 
I'm, I'm, he says, the Lord will command the blessing upon you in your barns and in all that you put your hands to. And he will bless you in the land where the Lord has given you. And the Lord will establish you as my holy people unto me, as he swore to you. If you will keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, I want to hear about that, walk in his ways, so all the people of the earth will see that you're called by my name, by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will make you abound in prosperity and the offspring of your body and in the offspring of your, of your beast, your, 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 your cattle, your, your, your herds, in the produce of your ground, in the land which the Lord swore to you, swore to your fathers to give you. If you take these things, it's a picture of God abundantly blessing you in many different areas. Are you okay? So, okay, I'll give, you a, I'll give you one that's a little easier, a little easier. Proverbs 3, 7. Don't be wise. 3, 7 through 10. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 7 through 10. Check this out. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Where did you hear that from? Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Stop right there. How many of you, that applies to you right now. This is part of you receiving what God wants. He said, I want you to fear me and I want you to do what? Look at your neighbor and say, what evil do you need to turn away from? Now, why is it important? Look at verse 8. It will be healing to your body. Lord, have mercy. It'll be healing to your body. And the word is refreshment. That's health. God, not, not only does the Lord want to heal you, he wants you to walk. Tell your neighbor, he wants you to walk in health. Healing to your body and refreshment to your bones. And then he says, honor the Lord from, the, from your wealth, that is your over, and from the first of all your produce, so that your barns will be filled with plenty. And your vats will overflow. Your bank accounts. Can I help you with that? Some of you don't have no vat. You don't have no vats, and you don't have vaults. You don't have barns, but you got bank accounts. Look at your name. You got a bank account. So it's written to his promises to all God's people. He makes it applicable to those who are those who are farming and those who are raising. For us, you know, whatever we are producing, we keep that store in our bank accounts or in our our uh, our. Uh, our 501, I mean our, um, what's it called, man? 401k or some, name, me another, uh, name, me, name another investment account, IRA. He said, I'm going to cause this to overflow. I'm, are you all breathing there? Oh, my God. Uh, I, and there are so many more attached to honoring God first and best in our worship to him and what we have what we have produced with our hands man with our hearts what we produced in our lives it's worship and he promised you got a question I feel over there yep okay as we transition, because this is the first Sunday and we're getting ready to give first fruits, which is really dope because this is only the second week 
of our first fruit season. We're getting ready to give first fruits and yes. you attached a theme, <sighs> make his name great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so tell me why'd you choose that? What uh, should we be thinking as we are accumulating this seed and giving this seed and believing for the results of this seed? Tell me how make his name great uh, makes that make sense for this first fruit season. I, I, I'll do the I'll do the best I can in cap in a minute. Well, you know, and maybe it's something that we'll be doing for the next few weeks, right? Indeed, indeed. So maybe, um, just maybe, just maybe a little bit of an introduction as we think about it while we're giving for the next six weeks or so. When I was giving those illustrations of, of Hannah, Hannah, whose son is Samuel, whew, five more kids, and through Samuel, the whole nation of Israel was blessed out of Hannah's first fruit. Jericho and Joshua. Jo uh, Jericho was the first of the cities that was conquered, and they conquered, as she said, 32 others, at least 32 others that were conquered in the whole nation for the whole nation. Abraham and Isaac. Isaac was Abraham's first fruit. And what God promised him. And if, if you've downloaded the prayer agenda, you will see in the footnote 66 promises of Abraham that are applied to us who are the who are who believe like Abraham believed Abraham Isaac was Abraham's first fruit so I'm going to try to answer your question with this the father in heaven the father in heaven did not ask you to do or me to do what he did not do himself. Jesus is the Father's first fruit. He's called the first fruit of many brethren. You couldn't get the rest until the first was given. So God's name, who he is, his nature, his purpose, you understand, name in the scripture is a big deal because name reflects the nature of a thing. When God reveals his name, he reveals Jesus. His nature, all of what he does and who he is, is in that name. And right now in our nation, right now in our nation, the real war is over whose name is the Lord. So I won't go into a full-blown message about that because it's so incredibly important that we understand where we are in history and what's happening and what God wants to do. We're going to celebrate in a moment this meal. It's about his name it's about what he promised so to make his name great I, that came to me actually I was going back through my notes a few, several months ago I was going back through my notes and I realized I had done all this work on the, on, on the name of the Lord and I had not really preached it 
Because I'll, I'll confess to you, I, I don't always know how to preach what I, what I got. I really, I mean, I don't know if you know. But yeah, I get it. I don't know how many pastors would admit that, but I don't always know how to preach what, what I see, what I, what I understand, in a way that it impacts you and it becomes your word and your life and your experience. Are you saying that, Bishop, that giving in this season in, of giving our first fruits, we're saying to God, I want to be a candidate to, when you say name, the first thing that make me, makes me think of is your reputation. Exactly. So we are staking God's reputation or the, the, the gift is on his reputation. That makes sense? Mm -hmm. So we want for him to say how dope he is to the world through us by the gift that we give and therefore the blessing that comes as a result of the gift. God has always, and we can move this way, God yes, has sure. always, if you want to know something, if you want to understand the word of God, you must understand that God has always, he has already de always declared, I will have a people who are called by my name, who display who I am, who show forth clearly that I am the Lord. And there's none beside me. I am the greatest. And there's no other God who's even worthy to sit by my side. God is, if, look, think about Israel. The whole time, what he wanted to do was establish his people in such beauty and honor and wealth and splendor and success and holiness that it would show forth clearly a difference between who he is and who they are, others are. Who would show up how trifling and pitiful those who are called gods by other nations. Or maybe you didn't understand that we're in this incredible war right now. Whose God is the Lord? God has always wanted it. He, it's, his, it's his heart. That's why he gives such painstaking effort to his church. Because he wants them made up of every creed, every culture, every color. Mm. Who've all been transformed by the blood of the one, the Father God, through Jesus Christ. They're all related. They're my nation. And I have them in the midst of the nations. And I have a, God's purpose to show forth who he is among the nations. Through the people that he calls his own, who are like him, like father, come on, like son. It's, always been his, it's his desire, it's his passion. God is, is far more, he's far more bent on making you holy like him than he is on making you happy. God is on right now with the principalities and powers. It's on. Whose God is the Lord? 
Satan knows. So as long as he can, as long as he can manifest himself through those that do not know him, it's as long as he can thumb his nose in the presence of God. He knows his time is short. But God is raising up a people. You don't know what time it is. God is raising up a people who look like him. I'm not talking about your color. Who walk like him. I'm not talking about your limp. I ain't talking about shake your booty. I ain't, I ain't talking about that. He's raising up a people that look like him. That speak like him. That represents represents him in the world. A people who are a people who are so incredibly filled with God and their lives, their lives reflect the fullness of God in their health, in their finances, in their families, in their friendships. Lord have mercy. It's so, so represent him until the world has no, has no, the world is not confused. So when you say Christian, they say, oh yeah, yeah, right. God is erasing that. He's raising up a people who do what he does. So Jesus understood that when this could not happen unless he became the first fruit of the father sacrificed and offered he could not have this people that he his heart had longed for okay if you want to flip it around then fine the bible uses this illustration the bride and the groom christ is the groom the bride is is christ and can you even imagine the holy son of god dying for a hoe it's unheard of demonstrate how much he loves you because he knows if you receive him You'll become like him. And you won't be a hoe no more. Lord have mercy. I hope I'm talking to somebody here today. That's why when you carry his name, you're still hoeing. It's such a disgrace before God. Jesus understood it. So before he leaves, he gathers his disciples. He said, look, I want you to come down. We've always come together. My, my friends, I've always shared with my heart with my friend. You're my friends. He said, I'm, he said, but this cup today, that particular day, he said, this cup is the cup of the, new, of the new covenant in my blood. Covenant is the means by which you transfer from being away from God being, to being with God. Covenant is the way you, you, covenant is a mechanism that you move from being one of the world to being his son, his daughter. And he does it at his table. We talked about it last year. So he, 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 he prepares a table so you see only his family sits at that table. Only the heirs of righteousness sit at that table. They get to partake of everything that belongs to the Father. 
And Jesus understood it. So he said, we got his disciples. He said, look, this cup is the new covenant in my blood because you can't have covenant without blood. You can't have this agreement without blood. It doesn't exist. The covenant, it's, it's the, this, this cup is the, is the covenant in my blood. When you drink it, he says, I want you to remember me. Uh, it's, it's a way of the Lord saying, let, let, let me manifest in you. Every time you take this, he said, this bread, he said, this is my body. He said, this bread, he said, this bread is my body, which is broken for you. When you eat it, remember me. So God not only wants his life, life flowing in you, everlasting life flowing in you, he wants his health and his prosperity also in you. Every time you drink this, every time you eat this, remember me. For those of you that have problems with this, just go ahead and pray. But Jesus said, this is my blood. And he said, this is my body. So when you drink and when you eat, what you're doing is you are acknowledging that I am in his house. I'm in his family. I'm in his household. I'm, the, I'm carrying his name. And your whole life is an advertisement for who he is. This is why we worship him. You become like who you worship. Whatever you bow your knee to, you're becoming like that thing. Whether of sin or whether of him. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? On the heart of God, God wants, he wants, and he will have his people. Now God could clean this whole thing up with one swoop of his arm, but that's not the way he's chosen to do it. He's chosen for his kingdom to manifest through flesh and blood, through us who have been transformed, through ex-hoes, ex-convicts, ex-murderers, ex-dope uh, addicts, ex-pimps, ex-wife beaters, ex-unfaithful. God has chosen that. He's chosen them to be his feet. And when they come, no matter how they are or what they've done, and they believe in the name of the only begotten son. And God transformed, he transforms them. Mm. We celebrate that transformation right here. We confirm it. We, we, we celebrate it. We confirm it. And we move further into it every time we have this meal together. So when you give your first fruits, just remember what the Father did. Jesus, <clears throat> Jesus is his continual first fruit. Okay, I hope that's a better explanation. So, what I want you to do today, <clears throat> um, we, we have been a little light at this. And not that light is bad, because it, really, it was for them. And even in the early church, it, it was a celebration. It is a celebration. But I feel like today, maybe we, 
Maybe we need to have a bit more sober worship. Particularly when you think about what is it that I'm reflecting of the world and not him. What, what of that reflection needs to fade to nothing? What is it that I need to turn from and completely turn to him and embrace him? Because I want to become him. I want to be like him. This is why it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a shame when you, when you fight and bigger, bicker and, and when, you, when you cheat and lie to each other and when you are unfaithful to it. That's, it's, it's, a, it's a travesty because you're the household of faith. You're the body of Christ. Paul said, when you take this meal, maybe you should stop and think about that. Wait on each other. Have a good conscience to take this because some have take, taken this uh, some have taken this with the wrong attitude, the wrong heart. Some of, them were, some of them were weak, some of them were sick. And Paul says even some of them have died. But we take this meal today in faith because we say, Lord, Lord, that's not what, that is not what I'm like. I trust you. I believe you. Make no mistake about it. The greatest sin that we can commit is that we just simply don't believe him. I'll deal with that later. If the, if the Lord said, I'll, I'll cleanse you and heal you if you confess and turn from your sin, then believe him. Believe him. And if you've been disappointed that God hasn't done for you, this, thank you for your courage today of, 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 of opening that. But so many people don't believe, they, they, they don't believe him. They don't believe everything he said. And they get discouraged and they, they turn and they act another way. They act like they're not a member of the household. <laughs> Think of your neighbor says, too late, God has already claimed you. <laughs> and it's too late. You can act like you don't, you can act like, you know, when you're a believer and you, and you get disappointed and you run back and you act like you're an unbeliever, then everybody in the bar know you're a believer acting like an unbeliever. Am I talking to the right people? It's the truth. When you go back to them same, when you go back to that group we used to buy dope from, they know you've been transformed. So you might as well just come on, you might as well just come 360. You might as well come on full circle. I want you to stand on your feet right now. Take a second and, and raise your hands to the Lord and worship for a moment. Just worship the King of kings and the Lord of lords. His splendor, his glory, his majesty. It's interesting, Chris, the songs that you show, chose today even the music showing forth the grandeur the glory of God the majesty of our, of our King he is both merciful and he's both terrible in wrath worship his majesty worship, worship his greatness the greatness that he demonstrated when he when he went to that cross for you to be crucified for you to take upon himself what you should have taken the penalty that we should have paid he paid it and and the reason why i want you to think about this is because the glory that 
that he was and he is now comes to you. He takes the penalty. He gives you the glory. He pays the price. He gives you the righteousness. He takes that sickness in him. He gives you the health. Hallelujah. If you're needing health right now, stretch your hands up before the Lord right now and thank him and claim it right now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord.